Have you ever heard the words prove it? I'm sure many of us did as a kid, maybe as a result of making some dramatic claim we were clueless about, so friends or siblings wanted us to prove it. So you say you can hula hoop for 10 minutes straight, huh? Prove it. You say you can hold your breath for three minutes? Prove it. You think you can beat me in basketball? Prove it. Maybe some of those are ringing a bell for you and bringing to mind other times you may have been called on to prove it. When my oldest daughter was in first grade, she had a little friend that kept telling her he had a lion for a pet. I really wanted her to ask him to prove it. The word prove is to demonstrate the truth or existence of something. You show it to be true, you produce evidence or submit proof. For example, my daughter's friend could have brought a picture of his pet lion to prove if in fact there was one in his backyard, but he didn't. Why do we want people to prove things? Ultimately, because we want to know the truth. We use inductive reasoning, drawing conclusions based on what we see or hear, which can lead us to believe certain things, which may or may not be true. We also use deductive reasoning, which begins with what you know to be true, but then you draw conclusions about specific cases or details. Anyone remember geometry? For legal trials, someone must be proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. We want truth. Sometimes, though, our truth is more about conclusions we have drawn based on our own understanding. Remember Proverbs 3, 5? Lean not on our own understanding. Or in other words, don't disregard God's way. His way is the truth. So as we live His way, we surrender our will and heart to follow Jesus, live like Jesus, and love like Jesus. When the world sees our life, not a perfect life, but a life covered by grace, changed and made new, a life led by the Spirit, pursuing righteousness, producing good fruit, they can't deny the Jesus in us. But we are also called to defend our faith. Like the Bible says in 1 Peter 3.15, we must be ready to give a defense or an explanation to anyone who asks where our hope comes from. We can follow Paul's example in Acts 17. As was his custom, Paul went into the synagogue, and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and proving that the Messiah had to suffer and rise from the dead. This Jesus I am proclaiming to you is the Messiah, he said. Paul is on his second missionary journey, and his mission is to spread the good news of Jesus and establish the early church. Here he is in Thessalonica, and he didn't just go to preach. He, like me, loved a good conversation. So he took time with the people there and reasoned with them from the scriptures, dialogued, answered questions they had, helped them as they maybe wrestled with this good news of grace. And I imagine that maybe one of them said, prove it. So Paul, with confidence, did just that going on to explain and prove that Jesus was, in fact, the Messiah. This challenges me to ask myself, what am I proving with my life? What am I proving with my conversations, the choices I make, what I post, what I watch, what I listen to, and how I treat my spouse, how I treat my kids, how I care for the orphan and the widow, how I love my neighbor?
our lives should have enough evidence to prove the reality of who Jesus is. That's the truth. Today, have some good conversations, and you say you love Jesus? Prove it. I'm Lori Klein.